This is our seventh session now on Ephesians 4, 25 to 29, and we're going to focus on verse 28, which is about ceasing to steal and becoming generous instead. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing good with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with the one who has need. Father, show us the nature of stealing, what it is, and how Paul intends for us to reverse it, how different we should be from stealing, and how to do that. I pray for this now. In Jesus' name, amen. So this whole context, remember, is put off the old self and put on the new self, put away falsehood and speak truth, put away anger and uh, be content to let the sun go down on your wrath and put away stealing and instead work to be generous. What's the pro- what is stealing? Let's just start with the definition before we get to uh, what's the problem with it? What does it reveal? Stealing, everybody would probably say, is taking what belongs to somebody else without their permission. Right. So what's the problem with stealing? What does it, where does it come from? What does it reveal? Why is it a problem? And I think we would all agree with the first one, which is the one Paul is going to focus on, it shows a lack of love for people. And second, I'm going to try to show that it shows a lack of, we could say, contentment or joy in God. So those two things. And it's pretty obvious, which he focuses on here in verse 28. But it's surprising the way he focuses on it. He focuses on this one. He doesn't mention God in this verse. But he does mention the fact that we're stealing from people. And we are supposed to be working not just to have, you can stop right there and say, that's the way the world thinks about it. Don't steal. Work with your own hands so that you can pay your bills. And that's not where Paul's going. That's true. He wants that to happen. But what he says is, let the thief no longer steal. But here's the alternative. Let him labor doing good with his own hands so that, and here's the big goal, he may have something to share with the one who has need. So there's, there are three ways to relate to things or money. Steal it, work to have it, or work to have it to give it. And that's the one Paul cares about. In other words, he's not just saying, 
be self-sufficient. He's saying be generous, be loving. He's turning thieves into loving people. He's calling for a miracle here. And our question is, how does that happen? Do, do you, Just say as a Christian, just do it, right? Just stop stealing and start giving away what you have. Work in order to have to give. No, that's not Christianity. That's just moral self-improvement. So what, what is another way of describing stealing? Uh, worked out covetousness. Right? When you're covetous, you want something in a way that shows you're lacking contentment in God. You want it in a way that's sinful. It's a craving. It's a wanting, which in Colossians 3, 5, remember, we saw this, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual morality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Whoa, now we've got God in the picture. We've got God in the picture if stealing is an acted out covetousness, which it is. People steal because they want, they desire, they want to have what they shouldn't have, or they want to have it in a way that they shouldn't get it. And it's because this covetousness is all out of whack and is therefore idolatry, Paul says. And the question is, how do you then move from being a thief to being a lavishly generous, even sacrificially generous person? And the way to answer it is to remind ourselves that at the beginning of this chapter, we are told to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called. So the walk that's being described, in this case, stop stealing. Work with your hands and take what you get and be really, really generous with it. That's the walk. And it's worthy of our calling. What's that? That's this. I just did the homework for you. So you, you go back and you just look at the rest of the letter. What does it mean to be called by God? It means we're chosen by God. We're adopted by God. We're made alive by God. We're forgiven by God. We're sealed and kept by God. We're seated in the heaven with God. We're promised eternal kindness from God. We're given access to God. We are lavished with immeasurable love of Christ. And we are filled with the fullness of God for starters. That's our calling. And we are to walk worthy of it. If you believe this, you will not steal. If you believe this, you will be a generous person. Yes, you will. People that are stingy don't believe this. And when I say believe, I don't mean believe like the devil believes. The devil believes all kinds of truth in this list. I mean, be blown away by it. Treasure it. Love it. Be moved by it. That's what belief is. So, how do you get from being a thief to being a generous person if the connection is believing your calling, loving your calling, being content in 
your calling to be God's child. And here's the way Paul describes it in 2 Corinthians 8, 1 and 2. Oh, how I love these two verses, and I long, long for my life to be this way. We want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God that was given among the churches of Macedonia. What is that? That's this right here. This is that grace. This is what they were shown. This is what they were taught. This is who you are in Jesus Christ. That's the grace that came down in the churches in Macedonia. And here's what happened. In a severe test of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty, so affliction and poverty. This is not prosperity gospel. This is in spite of affliction, in spite of poverty, their abundance of joy overflowed in a wealth of generosity. So where does generosity come from? Where does this come from? Something to share with the one who has need? It comes from having your eyes of your heart opened to the beauty and glory and majesty and worth, infinite worth, eternal worth of your calling, the grace of God in your life so that the effect of this joy, this abundant joy, this contentment in God overflows in generosity. That's the way this verse works when you take all of Paul's teaching into account. This um, joy here has a double prong. It is joy in God's help, and it is joy in God's person. And you need both to be a biblical, joyful person. I'll just point to what I mean. Here's Hebrews 13, 5. Keep your life free from the love of money. Be content with what you have. What's the basis of this contentment? So you don't need to steal, but can be generous. He has said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. So we can confidently say the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what can man do to me. He's going to provide what I need. It may not be what I think I need, but he's going to give me what I need. Like Philippians 4.19 says, my God will supply every need of yours according to his glory in Christ Jesus. So there's help that I'm content. I'm content in God's help according to Hebrews 13, 5, and 6. And then in Philippians 4, not that I speak of being in need, for I have learned in whatever, whatever situation I'm in to be content. I know how to be brought low. Oh, oh, really? Not just prosper, but low. I know how to abound. Yes, abound. In any and every circumstance, I've learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all these things. I can be brought low. I can hunger. I can need without stealing. Why? Because I'm content. So what is Paul's contentment in Philippians that enables him to hunger and be in need and be brought low without stealing? 
and in contentment. What, what is it? Here it is in chapter 3 and Psalm 63 to support it. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. That's what I mean by the person of God in Christ. He is our helper and he is our treasure. He himself is the ground of our contentment. Just like it says in Psalm 63, because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. Your steadfast love, you, my loving God, loving me, is better than staying alive. I don't need the food. I don't need the protection. I can die and still be content. And so, back to Paul's don't steal. That's the negative. That's the lowest ethic. The next highest ethic is work to have. And that's just like the world. But Christians are to work to have, to give lavishly because of the abundance of joy they have in the grace of God that overflows even in affliction, even in poverty, with a wealth of generosity.